Welcome to the Flyover Ministry Podcast, a practical youth ministry podcast for small church leaders by small church leaders. We are grateful that you have joined us for our journey through ministry-related topics that we hope help equip and encourage you as you serve Jesus wherever you are. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Jordan. And this is Flyover Ministry. And if this is the third attempt of us trying to start this episode, and I, so help me if this doesn't take. Are we good? I'm really tempted to make an obscene okay. weird noise <laughs> like good. a chicken or We're something. Good. Oh, man. So we are continuing to talk about just continuing the self-improvement theme for this month. And um, I think there's a lot of resources that, that are out there for like self-help books. Uh, some of them are, I'm sure people have found benefit utilizing them, but we're talking about benefiting from each other with other ministry professionals and mm-hmm. others that are called into a simo- similar line of work that we are in, who are able to more greatly empathize with where we are at. So I'm not trying to bash self-help books or that kind of movement, but there's something about being with other people in all of this and, and still receiving training from people who write books like you know what i mean jordan like it's not just oh seven ways to cut toxic people out of your life kind of thing it's it's yeah. a here here's this topic and maybe you would benefit from this and uh, a wide selection of things to to learn on and, and to talk about as you continue on after the conference is done yeah i think i think one picture of that is more of the reality of the body of Christ coming together in community than you would get just in a self-help section. So that when you're doing that alone, you don't have other people necessarily speaking into your heart like you would together. Right. And being with people from different denominations is a big reminder to me that the kingdom of God is so much bigger than the zip code that I'm usually used to serving in. And to hear perspectives from other churches and other ministries of, here's actually what we found to do in our ministry. It's an idea that I've never thought of. Uh, it's maybe something that it's similar to what we're doing, but because of their unique location, they have the shift on it where uh, you compare notes and you're like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, we tried that and it didn't quite work, but it worked for them, you know, and praise God, you know, for that. But uh, there is encouragement to be found in the greater body. But we are talking today, this week, about a uh, general session from Holly Girth from the D6 uh, conference that we were just at uh, this last week as we record this. I realized that the timeline is going to be wonky for people as they listen to this. But as we record here at the end of April, these episodes for May, um, this is still fresh in the mind. And Holly Girth had a terrific elective on the purpose uh, the powerful purpose of introverts yeah and Jordan, so that's are that's you an introvert be... or are you an extrovert i think i'm i have tendencies for both so for example mm-hmm. in a setting of people i do not know i would say i'm highly introverted and i will not go out really and get to know people to the point that when i was almost done with the semester of class at college, some of my classmates came up and said, you know, I used to think that you were just mad all the time. 
because you just sat there. <laughs> I was like, no, I just didn't know anybody. So I was mm. just there. So yeah. I don't know. But then if I'm around people that I know pretty well, I can be fairly gregarious and such. So, yeah, I'd say that's that's pretty heavy introvert. And that was something that Holly had mentioned is that you are never 100% one or the other. Like there's always going to be bits and pieces of the elements of each in your life. Like there's definitely times where you might be an extrovert, but you definitely need a, a, a minute and a half to just calm down and decompress from being with people. Like I have jokingly been referred to as a, a high functioning introvert, which I think that really speaks to the perspective that our world has regarding extroverts and introverts and even how we structure our ministries where we really try to gear them for high energy, high involvement, because we just need to burn off like 80% of the junior high boys energy before they even get remotely close to being able to listen to us. Right. right? So it, but it, it's not bad to have high energy things, but then what about the people that are introverts, right? And it, being an introvert does not mean that you're shy, right? Shy and introvert does not mean the same thing. You can be a shy extrovert as well. The introverts here are more focused on quality time with smaller groups of people. So think instead of one large group game, you're doing a small group Bible study. Like that's where they're going to thrive. And the, the general push of this session was how do you build your ministries in a way and how do you structure them? Uh, how do you structure your programming in a way that honors both the introverts and the extroverts that are there in your church? Yeah, and so, I was, I was really struck by just some of the um, things that she brought out. And, and yes, there's ministry implications too, but I think even identity implications that she talked about that were just fascinating. Um, and, and one of the things is just recognizing that God intentionally created people differently. And I'm not going to go and say this is as much as like the difference between male and female, because that's actually delineated in Scripture. And he doesn't right. say that God made introverts and extroverts. Um, but in there are <laughs> real differences that we see that she pointed out between the two. Um, and, and how God reflects himself differently in both of these groups of people was really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and she even went into like brain chemistry and how people um, receive pleasure. You know, extroverts being more um, neurotransmitters like dopamine that are just like, events and like things happening and just like wow you know you get these hits whereas introverts receive uh different kind of chemicals in their brains and, and just that was fascinating to me to see that and then the implications for ministry of like you said how do we connect people with things that are going to um kind of flow out of their personalities right so right. like we think of youth ministry events a lot of the hype stuff is geared towards extroverts, the huge conferences, the loud music, and and you might have an introvert that might be enjoying themselves, but doesn't like jump up and down and scream. You know, uh -huh. they might just be highly engaged in this one point. Um, and so I just thought that was really interesting. But I think interrupted you, so you can carry on. Well, no, it, the the point that really made me just pause and think was when she was saying like, you have this kid that seems like they're high energy and they're just they're right there in the like dead center in that extrovert camp. And you might see them off on the wall, just kind of quietly by themselves. And you come up to them. It's like, what's wrong? You know, you're usually a lot more involved. And 
what you might have is an introvert who just needs to, a second to decompress and they're mm-hmm. content and they're fine, right? They might, you might have thought they were an extrovert, but in actuality, they are an introvert and they're just enjoying where they're at right now. And you need to reflect on, you know, and after she said that, oh my goodness, like, specific students that come to my mind in not just this ministry but past ministries where it's the yeah you know they might not have been super much into the introvert side of this but yeah i can see that like that that makes complete and utter sense she has uh as well uh if you're interested in learning more about this i picked up this book um it was a wall street journal best-selling uh book it's called the powerful purpose of introverts why the world needs you to be you, right? And your uh, identity is not wrapped up in introvert and extrovert. But on her website, and we'll put this on our social media pages and on the show notes, but uh, hollygirth.com, H-O-L-L-E-Y-G-E-R-T-H. She has a quiz. Uh, You can do dash introvert quiz on that uh, URL and you'll be able to find it. But Jordan... We're going to do some method podcasting here, and I'm going to give you this test, and we'll be able to, I think this is going to be fun just okay. to do. So on a scale from one to 10, it's just 10 questions, right? So just so you know, coming into this, 10 questions. Uh, number one being, this isn't true of me at all. And number 10 is, this is very true of me. Uh, I enjoy spending time in solitude. Uh, I'll say six. A six. All right. Uh, question two. I prefer for someone else to be the center of attention. Uh, eight. An eight. Uh, th- again, th- one not being true of you at all. Ten being very true. I prefer spending time one-on-one with others rather than hanging out in a group. Five. About a five. Okay. I listen and think before I speak. <laughs> uh, I th- yeah, I'd say maybe seven. All right. I need time to process before making decisions. This is question five. I need time to process before making decisions. Uh, I'd say eight. An eight. Uh, question six. I'm drawn to deep conversations and thoughts. Seven. Yeah. I need time alone to recharge and reflect. Five. Five. All right. Number eight, I'm observant and often notice what others miss. Four. You're not observant? I, I, <laughs> there, it depends on the context. Like, sure. if it's things about decorations, not at all. <laughs> I, yeah. So I don't know. All right. Uh, number nine. I prefer working in quiet, independent environments. Uh, ten. A ten. Yeah. Very. Tr- I was going to say that's very true of you. Uh, finally, <laughs> number ten. I'm at my best when I fully focus rather than divide my attention. Uh, six and a half. A six. Um, <laughs> just hold on. Calculating, calculating. You scored a 66, which means that you are an introvert. And right now, um, if you don't know other introverts, this includes people like Oprah, Tom Brady, C.S. Lewis, Abraham Lincoln, Joanna Gaines. Get that ship lap on, man. 
the idea here, there's so many people that are introverts, right, in our culture that just are, you wouldn't think that they're introverts because they're just nice, outgoing people that are just just enjoying life. And you think, oh, yeah, they're just, they're extra. No, they're introverts, right? And sure. being an introvert is not bad. It's encouraging people, again, this is the way God made you. It's not your identity, but it does influence kind of as a leader how you structure things like as we plan for our summer like there's mm -hmm. going to be a lot of fun things that we do together but i'm also trying to be mindful of that you know what the introverts in our group are just going to enjoy a campfire just yeah. a chill night of uh, a mario kart or something like this where we're just enjoying time as a smaller group with each other and building that in as well as for the extroverts in our group just being geared up like let's play wiffle ball let's just have this huge game of uh, a nerf war or something like that you have to be mindful you know as you teach the bible this as well right as uh, you involve students um, just because students aren't engaging doesn't mean that they hate what you're talking about right so mm -hmm. even as a leader not to allow this distinction between introverts and extroverts to influence and impact your own self-image of yourself. Yeah. Right? Like ugh, the kids just weren't engaging tonight. I don't know what it was. It's a combination of things when it comes to things like that. But uh, the encouragement in this session that Holly was talking about is um, going to God and praying, like, remind me who you are and remind me of who you made me to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and in that moving forward as, as leader, trying to engage the whole body and not just half of it. Right. And I think there are some important things for us to think through too, even just practically, just from the questions you're asking, for example, mm -hmm. like, do you like to answer quickly or to think things through first? And when we're doing a lesson or something with students, we can throw a question out there. And if that's the only context in which we have discussion questions without like a setting of, of allowing kids to process, that can be very much geared towards extroverts, but leave the introverts behind. Um, and even work environment, you know, if you, um, like with doing testing or different things like that, something to be cognizant about. And for you, uh, I think it's helpful even to just give yourself permission to not have to do things like other people. So I know, I know people who uh, go to a place and they prefer like working in a coffee shop where there's like... Yep ambient noise and stuff going on around i could not do that for the life of me like it would be mm -hmm. i think it'd be so distracting because i'm always eavesdropping on other people's conversation i don't know <laughs> that's probably part of it um and one of the guys who was an author um in the last session i went to he was talking about when he was writing out his books he listens cranked up on like death maybe metal, not death metal it? Well, was yeah. it death metal and he was just like, and I'm, I've got so much coffee going through my system. And it's just like, and he's just like, and I just go and it's thousands of words. And I'm just like, I could not do that. And it's okay. <laughs> you know, it maybe causes some challenges when there's you're in a busy environment trying to work, but that's yeah. healthy. I think that was Timothy Lloyd Jones that was saying that. I think so. Cause I think I went to that session with you, but okay. yeah, the, yeah. it's when I go, right, and just, just so we're transparent, I took that test at the conference and I scored a 59, which is still introverts, right? But it's more middle, uh, more towards the middle than than you are. I, I 
took a picture of the book and showed my wife like, hey, I'm going to buy this book and kind of thing. Like, hey, look what I found. And this is not me throwing her under the bus, but she is a hard introvert. Like she is right there deep in the camp. Like she would take this test and she would score, I'm sure, in the 70 range. Sure. And that's who God made her to be. Right. And she does think before she says things. She likes to just get into something and go. Like, and when she's working on something like a Sunday school lesson, I am in charge of wrangling kids and, and keeping her from being distracted. Now, she usually does that work when the kids are asleep so that she reduces the amount of distractions. But, uh, you know, when you go to a coffee shop, I can work at a coffee shop. I don't mind the background noise, but depending on how much noise there is, I do put headphones in and control that noise, right? It's a place to work, but I like to be able to control the area around me a little bit more. Like I can't work on more than one thing at once. Like I, the few times that I'm able to, it's an anomaly. It's like, oh, look at this. I sort of can't. No, I, I can't. <laughs> and I embrace that, right? So there's also something that she brought out in this session of, not just building in high energy times and quiet times, but to be able to remind yourself, like, biologically, here's going on what's in their minds. And to approach them and celebrate them for who they are and not approach them from this perspective of, like, oh, you're just so quiet. Like, mm-hmm. you could be surprised. But that kind of tears these kids down. Like, being quiet is a bad thing. It's not. Instead, you could come to them and say, you know what? you You're really good at just taking things in. You're an incredible listener, right? That builds kids up in the fact like, yeah, you're an introvert and that's fine. And that's mm-hmm. wonderful. You know? So it's, um, again, not the same as being shy, but celebrating kids who they are and who God made them to be. Yeah. I, I really liked that, you know, she was not trying to get people to be more introverted. That wasn't her goal at all. But as an introvert, she was just recognizing the the need for balance and the need for people to be who God created them to be um, and why that's important. And she, she asked a good question. You know, last, last week we talked about the um, getting still before God and that quietness. And she, she raised a question are, what if introverts were created by God to be, um, to be the gentle whispers of God to this generation and to be the voice that God uses in this time of chaos and constant uh, engagement and, um, and inputs going into our lives. Uh, and then, but I think it was really good that she rounded it out by saying the only person God is asking you to be more like is Jesus. And yeah. I thought that was really good. Cause sometimes as, as someone who is more introverted, you can say, you know, <laughs> there are certain times and contexts where it would be great to be more extroverted. So, uh, I don't know how many people would know this individual, but there's a, a friend of mine and I would say probably mutual of yours too, named Owen Parsley. And he, he <laughs> you would never probably you're score. You're never a hundred percent one thing. But, but he might he be in like the single in like digits, the high nineties of like like the hot, like hard. Like if all, if a hundred percent is full introvert and yeah. zero is, uh, I suppose the lowest you could score was uh, ten. Sure. Right? Yeah. Because if it's a if it's a one to ten quiz, if if ten is full extrovert, if Owen isn't an eleven. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But anyways, I I say that because he's got this magnetic personality that just draws students to him. You know, I think of the times he was at a convention and he was doing a breakout session. His rooms were packed because he was fun and he he had this 
uh, this mentality of like, you know, following Jesus is a trip. You know, he he would get on stage and he'd write his raps and and he was just this magnetic personality. And there have been times in ministry where I feel like the leadership has actually that that's the expectation for me is to be that magnet for students, just to draw them in by the force of my personality. Um, there's other times when, for example, this summer I'll be uh, the MC most likely at the Fly Beyond Camp, the training camp we talked about last month, um, or two months ago. Two months ago. Two months ago already. Oh man, time goes by fast. But anyways, um, and so being in front of people. Slash youth slash Fly Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> so um, early registration is past by the time you're listening to this. So, but you can sorry, still register. You can. Yeah. But anywho, um, you know, just in a situation like that, being up in front of everybody, in it would be cooler to be like hype and like yeah and stuff but i'm more like hey we're kind of behind schedule so follow these new times you're loved go and you know but but instead of desiring that Mm -hmm. to find identity and contentment and who god made me to be and be comfortable with who i am and there's things that owen might look to someone who's more introverted and say i wish i could do that like i wish i could track it a conversation and get that depth. I'm not saying that Owen doesn't. Uh, he's a dear brother of mine, but um, you know, I think there's give and take, and it's easy to look at when somebody else has that you don't and want that instead of celebrating what God has uniquely given you. Right. So as we look at again, just self education, more training, and more improvement. What would be your kind of parting encouragement? for those that are listening who maybe haven't really considered this, or maybe it's church leaders that are just uh, considering this for the first time for their own leaders. What would be your encouragement to them? I would say just, just even think through this past arc of podcasts from us. I mean, we talked about NASA and, and like the foundations of building a ministry, right? We've talked about soul care with rest. We've talked today about, um, just the uniqueness of God creating us as introverts or extroverts and how that falls into things. We talked about dealing with parents in ministry, uh, especially if you have this concept of, of how do you deal with apathy. Um, and just think of the breadth of all these conversations. You know, there is so much variety that's there. And when you go to a conference like this, it is an investment, but it's an investment that reaps reward in growing yourself in, in just um, equipping, refreshing, renewing. Uh, and, and I think about, you know, if you got someone and, and things are tight, but you work hard to sacrifice to get them to a place where they can get this training and exposure to things like figuring out the why of ministry, building a ministry model that is going to be based on the word, that's going to be rooted and established and not just jumping to these like programs right away. And out of that comes a healthy ministry how would you put a price tag on that, you know? And so I think there's just so much value. And it's it's also just a great way for congregations to to honor and to value the people that they have working with. And you, you would ask me earlier, like, how would I feel appreciated um, by my congregation? I think that investment in me as a person would probably be one of the huge ways. Um, this was uh, an opportunity that you and I both got as mm-hmm. being employees of AFLC Ministries. I am so grateful um, that they had saw this as an opportunity for me to invest in me as someone who works in the department. Um, because otherwise I, I don't think these things would happen. You know, I, um, 
So I, I just want to recognize that. And as a congregation, you have the power to maybe do that. Maybe not on a scale of a national thing like this, but what is available to you to invest in someone to help them to grow? So that would be my kind of encouragement. Right. I think like logistically and financially, those are both hurdles to try and overcome. If you're even just looking, like people give to missions all the time. Like how can we support uh, foreign missionaries? And I'm not just, I'm not trying to pick fun on this, but that's the same kind of mentality where you're giving towards uh, a mission and it's the mission here at your church. And you can really value your leaders by just saying, we want you to go to this, but more than that, like we want you to go and be able to relax before you start this. And there were people who came like a day and a half, two days before. And like we got off the plane, <laughs> remember, we're just trying to check into the hotel. And here comes uh, Jonathan Unverzop with a, with a whole vibe. Like He's just clearly on vacation. Bohemian. He's, like, yeah, it's like he's got the Florida shirt. I mean, he's doing like all sorts of patterns. I mean, just a monument against aesthetics and, <laughs> and feng shui. But he doesn't care. He's on vacation. He's fully rested. And we're just sitting here just like we spent most of the day traveling here. I'm tired. I'm afraid. I just want to sit down and, and eat some food and maybe collapse into a bed. To just have that time and to see, like, we want you to rest, but we also want you to receive training. And if this is something you want to do and you see the vision for it as a church, I would encourage you to say, not only do we want you to do this, but we want you to take a couple days before and we'll pay the difference. Like, we'll absolutely cover the cost of something like this. Um, yeah, and, and even a few more days just so you can have a chance to be better receptive and to mentally prepare yourself for this kind of training, yeah. um, you know, and you, you hit it really well too, Jordan, you know, this isn't possible uh, for some of these people. Uh, this might not be an option for you, but you know, what is there's, there's surely bound to be something nearby, whether that's local training or um, other, something that another church body is doing that you've worked with and something that maybe you would really value uh, like an online class. Like we've had members give us, like a free subscription to the great courses. Um, and it's like, we want you to take a couple of classes here. Like here's the catalog, pick a couple of these. And that was incredibly valuable. Just like, and I think yeah. that one thing that can make that so powerful is because as people in a church setting, you might get to a place where the feeling is, how much can we get out of you? Right. You know, like mm. if it's, if we look to you to do like the cleaning, like you said, of that building or how much can we get out of you and the youth in that sense, and then to be encountering this mentality of what can we pour into you? I think that can be just so life-giving and refreshing. And these training things are opportunities. And like Dan said, it, you might not have the resources to go away like that. Um, it could even be simply like if they have a reading list, um, just ask them, like, is, do you have a reading list of books you want to read? And then if you do, <laughs> do I? I'm going to I'm gonna buy one for you. And as a church, we're going to give you like two days this week. We want you just to go away and read. And like, let that be a blessing and refreshment to you. Like you're on the clock. This is your time, but we want to do this. And that, that wouldn't be too expensive to do, um, but it could be such well, a huge. Well, book pending. I've got some books that are. Like, <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But Somebody, less likely depending to. Depending which book you get. Less likely to cost as much as a plane ticket. So that's, yeah, that fair enough. Okay. You got me. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope that this inspires you to really look at areas where you can invest in yourself, taking that time away to grow and um, to remember that as a leader, uh, 
it helps to be a healthy leader leading healthy ministry uh, to take from Lead 222's lingo there and uh, take the time to get away, to be with Jesus, to grow. And uh, we pray this is encouragement for you. And Dan's got a finger waving. I just wanted to say thank you again, too, because I know that people from our youth ministries department gave both Jordan and I kind of a, a free pass to come. And I'm just thankful for it as well. Thank you to D6 for just putting on something this incredible and just offering this for ministry professionals too. just incredibly grateful for the chance that we had to, to be able to sit down and grow in this area. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we don't know the answers and this was definitely something that we took a lot from and are able to process and, you know, come back and plug into our ministries. So uh, thankful and gratefulness is, is kind of where I'm coming from right now. So yeah, I'll stop interrupting you and let you uh, wrap up the episode. So, and I mean, that's, that's helpful too. I mean, just recognizing being able to invest in yourself can lead to gratitude too. And so may you take the intentionality and the time to grow and uh, will that energize you as you go and serve the Lord. God bless. Thanks for listening to Flyover Ministry. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram and Facebook pages at Flyover Ministry. You can also get in contact with us on our Gmail account, flyoverministrypodcast at gmail.com. You can find other episodes that we've recorded on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.